strictly business. Yeah. You want a job or get rich? I'm bossed up. 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 I got boss in my IV. Just check my ID, and that's why I be the H and I C. People despise me, my services ain't free Ain't trying to hear your story, homie, cop me, no please In high school, corner, quarterback Nowadays, corner, quarter sack Keep that on the low, rappers turning into rats Slots missing on they sell, DEA ransack What's good, what's poppin'? We a little late, Moolah just, Moolah just running a little late He's you know, stuck in traffic, you know, that, that Bay Area traffic get a little crazy <laughs> don't it though, man. Don't it though. Um, shout out to everybody um who's waiting. Um, my brother texted me talking about we start the show late. Um, I'm glad everybody's in waiting. That's what we're doing. That's how we're gonna do it. Cause I'm gonna go crazy today. Um, we love the anticipation and love it. We love that we got people hitting us up to start the show. Like this is this was the this was the dream. This is the goal. This is the goal. This is the dream. Um, what is not the dream um, is people that we have to deal with on the social medias and big head media, but we're going to get to it first thing. This is two weeks in a row that I got to go here. I'm going to be a bully out there. Yeah, me, I'm going to be a goddamn bully and ain't nothing y'all can do to stop me. OG, come on, man. What do I mean by that? So... Last week, we had a topic where we was talking about who would you rather take, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. And the, it wasn't about statistical things that they have done. It wasn't about where their careers are at this moment or what they have done throughout their careers present. It was, ta- it was talent. It was skill set. And when I was saying, look, Lamar can do everything that Patrick Mahomes can do, but Patrick Mahomes cannot do everything that Lamar does. People threw their arms in the air. Oh my God, how could you say that? Who's, who's won more games? Who did this? Who did that? I was like, that, you're, not, you're not listening to what I said. What I said was, if you was to change absolutely nothing and you take Lamar Jackson, can you put him in the Kansas City Chiefs offense and Will the offense function worse, as good, or better with Lamar Jackson? It'll probably function better, honestly, because he has more. Never mind. Go ahead. Exactly. Like, this is like, get the, like, I just want, just think about it. Just imagine Lamar Jackson on the same field playing offense with a Tyreek Hill. Like, what do you defend at that point? Because you can't crowd the box like teams like to do with the Ravens because they don't have the weapons on the outside. If you throw Tyreek Hill out there, you're going to have to keep your secondary back. you got basically pick your poison. So the offense would run as good or better with Lamar playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, flip it, keeping everything the exact same way. Can Patrick Mahomes run the Baltimore Ravens offense? The offense would look completely nope. worse. That's sure what I'm not. talking about. Like, that's what I mean. But everybody's in the comments arguing with me. Oh, my God. How can you say that? Mahomes is a generational talent. I'm not saying he's not a generational talent. What I'm telling you is he needs specific things, and he's not a plug-and-play guy. 
Lamar is a plug and play. There isn't an offense in the NFL that Lamar can't play. There are certain offenses that Patrick Mahomes cannot play in. Doesn't mean he's still not a good quarterback. It's just that he can't go to Philadelphia and run Philadelphia's offense. It's not going to work. Sorry. It just it, it doesn't help his skill set. But Lamar can go and play for Kyle Shanahan. He can go and play in Philadelphia. He can play. Any, you can put him in any offense, and he'll be fine. Because of the added bonus of his legs. Patrick Mahomes don't have the legs and the arm that Lamar has. That's all it is. That's, it's not to disrespect anybody. It's the same way you can't put, I don't know, because the, <laughs> the argument was about talent versus statistics and all, all this other nonsense. I was like, at talent, like Michael Vick is probably the most talented quarterback the NFL has ever seen. Yeah. Definitely. As far as throwing and running the football, yeah. like quite. He's not, uh, but he's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Like there's there's a difference. You got to be able to separate the two. Stop being dumb. I Talent. Think okay. The only the only difference would be right, or the, really the only thing that you can kind of say, right? Well, and it's like this, right? Because when you have players like take Cam Newton, right? He's in the media a lot. Take. Cam Newton, right? And then um, we'll go ahead and do his comparison or the guy who he was quote-unquote competing with at the time, Colin Kaepernick, right? <clears throat> now, at that time, both of those guys were looked at as top quarterbacks in their respective conferences and their respective divisions. Now, the, dif- the difference was you could take Cam and his play style and plug it anywhere. You right. couldn't do that with Kaepernick. And although – Right, because I already know people are going to say, "Oh, Kaepernick was a, was a running quarterback too. He was a running quarterback too." Yes, he was. Exactly, his arm strength and his accuracy and his pocket presence and his timing and his footwork were nothing on Cam's. Because, and he literally said this out of his own fucking mouth, when Cam Newton was focused more on QB mechanics to tighten up his QB mechanics, Colin Kaepernick was not. So automatically, yeah. do you see that? You see that disconnect. You see that 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 separation growing. Right now, this person's starting to tune up a lot more while this person's staying the same. Right, so now defenses are going to be able to key on what Colin Kaepernick's doing, but they're not going to be able to key on what Cam Newton's doing. It's the same things, right? It's the same thing that's happening right now with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Everybody's why is Patrick Mahomes the third or fourth leading uh, person in the NFL with with interceptions right now? Because everybody knows what the fuck he's doing. They can look at it. They can look at it. Look at the play call. Watch film. Be like, oh, I already know this is coming. They don't have Tyreek. They don't have no 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 stupid speedy receivers that we got to worry about downfield. All they have to worry about, all we have to do is worry about Travis Kelsey. Right. And but with Lamar, it's different now because now you have to worry about his running ability. But because he stepped his passing ability up, you have to worry about both now. Yeah, and it's, I don't even think that he, I don't even think is that he stepped up his passing ability. I just think now the the weapons that he have on the outside are actually producing. Well, there, there's that too. But you know how people like to play to paint that narrative. Oh, Lamar's not, bro. If y'all look, go look. And since we have all of these stat watchers and number watchers, go look at the numbers. See how consistent they are, and then tell me, and then come back and tell me Lamar's not a good passer of the football. Because, and like that's another thing. It was just like, look, man, quarterback, and I'm gonna touch on this later in the show as well because apparently, you know, there's been a lot of talk about if Lamar loses this game. 
the impact that it would have, yada, yada. This is big head media talk right now. And um, how it can uh, derail him and we can look at Lamar in a certain kind of way. And it's it's a it's the same conversation that I heard them have about Brock Purdy and who has more pressure on them, Brock Purdy or the defense for the 49ers. And we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but just keep that in mind. I'm going I'm to I'm destroy every bit of nonsense that, um, you know, you know how I watch speak all the time and, you know, listen back to Joy Taylor and the rest of those dummies, except for Emmanuel Acho. I keep trying. I always got to separate Emmanuel Acho. Because he actually knows what he's talking about. Right. The rest of them just be talking nonsense. Couldn't play the game for a for, for damn, but I didn't right. know what he's talking about. Um. So um, I wanted to – I was going to throw on my number four jersey today, but I didn't do it. Um, my number four jersey was going to be in uh, celebration of Melvin going 0 for 4 last week, but not <laughs> – wasn't my fault. There was a lot of goofy stuff that happened last week with these games uh, where, you know, it could have gone either way. could have gone either way. And I'm upset about it. I'm upset. Because I got another week of Patrick Mahomes that I didn't want. Uh. Um, the 49er Packer game was a little – it was dicey. I mean, I would have liked to see Jordan Love and the Packers win that game. Um I wouldn't have to hit my brother's mouth. Um, that's what I would have been cool. Um, what happened with Baker and the Lions um, was garbage. I'm gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna break these four games we, down. Yeah, I was gonna say because we're gonna get to that, man. Because um, I am who I am. Gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah we, um, we're gonna break these four games down real quick. The Bulls and, um, got some got some explaining to do. Okay? Right. So um, let's start with the Texans. Um, Ravens game. This game pretty much came down to the Texans got overwhelmed. Basically. They got overwhelmed. Um, young team um, coming into Baltimore, and that Baltimore defense is serious. It's, it's looking very Ravenish. Like, I, I know it's the Ravens, but. Mm-hmm. I already knew what you mean. I already know what you mean. It's looking very Ravenish. And um, that defense was flying. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, they're monsters in the middle of that defense. Um, The secondary is playing very well. And they gave – I mean, they gave – see, they tried everything he wanted. They gave it to him. They stopped the run. They stopped the pass. They made him uncomfortable. I know the weather was a big issue as well. Um. But the, the Texans, they couldn't even run the ball. They couldn't do nothing. So what happens when you, got a, when you got a team? Well, I mean, this is the thing, right? This is the thing that I've seen most of the time, most of the games from the Ravens, right? Their mentality is different, right? Nothing's really changed personnel-wise from their team or scheme-wise from what they did last year. Nothing's changed. Their, their, their mentality is different, right? Mm-hmm. And – that has to attest to Lamar's leadership. Now, everybody, all the reports, all, of that, all, all the analysts have been saying that he's been more of a vocal leader because we, we remember how Lamar came in. It was more chill, more laid back, right? 
He's more of a vocal leader, more of an in-your-face leader, right? More calling people out, right? Want to see people do better. And I think, personally, that that has got this defense to another level, right? They see their quarterback coming out here like, yeah, he sat there, and although he sat out last year, he fought for what is his and what he believed is his, right? And now he's coming in, and he's putting in the work, and he's demanding a, a, another level from us, right? I think that's that's kind of what they're going like. They're feeding off of each other's energy. If you kind of look at the game and watch the game, uh-huh. you see Lamar get turned up when the defense makes a play. You see the defense get turned up when Lamar makes a play, and they're feeding off of that energy. And that is the most dangerous thing amongst a football team when the offense and the defense are feeding off of each other's energy. Because yep. now you have a defense that's up here and the offense that's up here while the, the opponent's down here. Y'all still trying to catch up. It's not going to happen. That defense is – they're on another level, okay? And it's a mentality thing. I don't even I, – I don't, nothing has changed. It's all a mentality. And they they, they, they bout it this year, okay? Them boys is up this year. and They, they want all the smoke that's coming to them and then some. And what did we say a couple of weeks ago? You know, so if we, we see if this pops up on one of the network shows again, you know, we got from. Um, we said football is the most complimentary sport. Everybody relies on everybody. Offense relies on defense. Defense relies on offense. A quarterback is only as good as the receivers that are catching the ball, as good as the offensive line that is blocking. Yep. Same thing with running backs. A running back is only as good as the offensive line that is blocking. And the wide receivers that are doing their job as well. Like everybody relies on everybody. So when you have a team that looks at that guy, they look at eight and they're like, yo, we're gonna, we gonna go as far as he go. And they feed the defense, you know, um, Patrick Queen. Was it Patrick Queen? I think it was Patrick. I forgot who it was when Odell scored. But Matt, it was even before Odell had scored because he told them, he said, show them why you're a legend. Odell scored. He jumped up off the bench, ran to the end zone, picked Odell up, hugged him. They walked to the sideline. This team is together. And that's like you said, that's a scary situation. It's very scary, man. It's very, very scary, dog. When you have a team that has camaraderie like this, we've seen what the opposite of this looks like, right? That was the Philadelphia Eagles this year, Uh right? We've seen a team that was together. And they go to the Super Bowl. They ended up ultimately losing, right? Kind of demoralizing. They lose their coaches, right? And they lose a few key players, right? And that shit changes the dynamic of a locker room, right? But you have a team that now they got their quarterback back, right? They added some people. They never, they didn't really lose anybody. They added some guys, right? Now they're coming in with a different mentality. Now they're coming in with a different mindset, right? Now they're coming in more together, more fired up, more linked in more locked in together and, and, and it's a, like i said it's a mentality thing bro and we've seen it you see the guys that want to play for each other and they want to keep playing they want to keep playing when you have guys that want to play for the guy next to them like it's 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 above a level of just playing for yourself right oh i want to play so i look good i want to play like when you have guys that have your back that want to play for you that want to see you win along with yourself winning it's a different game and when you hear these guys talk about each other when you see these guys on social media, because I don't know if anybody follows them on social media, but if you follow Ravens Twitter, all of them are hanging out together. They're going out to dinner. Lamar Jackson, Zay Jones, Odell, even freaking Mark Andrews, they're all, they're all together. Patrick Queen, um, 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 Kyle Hamilton, um, they're all together at all points in time. You can't buy that type of camaraderie. No. And 
to piggyback of what you said, what you said was dope. And it's football is a selfless sport. The second it becomes selfish is when it falls apart. Like I do my job, like as a receiver, I have to block so that the running back can do what he do. The offensive line has to block so that the quarterback, running back, receivers can do what they do. Offensive linemen are the most selfless people on the football field because they do all the dirty work and never and don't get none of the glory. Never, none of it. So, so when you see a running back score a touchdown and he give the ball to the tight end, to the t- I mean to the offensive lineman, so the offensive line can spike it. That's him saying, bro, I can't do this without you. When the quarterback buys the offensive line, you know, Christmas gifts and all this stuff, and they do all because they're the most selfless dudes on the field. And they never get the appreciation for it. Nobody ever shouts them out. They don't get MVPs. They don't get offensive linemen of the years. They don't get none of that, bro. They don't mm-hmm. get to have awards and shit. You feel when, me? Mm-hmm. When a wide receiver is blocking downfield, um, what's the homie for the 49ers? Jenny. Oh, yep. yep. Like, when you see stuff like that, that's why they get the praise that they do. It's because he's going above and beyond to make sure that, that guy behind him he can pick up those extra three, four yards. That's what gets, you know, I'm going to go off on a little, I'm going to go off on the highway right now for a little tangent, but that's what made Larry Fitzgerald so different. That's what made Jerry Rice so different. That's what made T.O. different. Because they were willing to get to mix it up in the run game. So when you run a sweep and you got Jerry Rice, you got T.O., you got Larry Fitzgerald, out there making blocks on receipt on cornerbacks and safeties and stuff like that, cracking back on linebackers. And you're like, hey, like, thank you. Like, I appreciate you on that because there's too many receivers that don't do it because they're selfish, not selfless. Mm-hmm. George Pickens. George Pickens. This is what happened when this is what happened. This is what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody got selfish. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown. I'll say AJ Brown. You got selfish. It started to become about me and not about we. What can we do? How can we win? What can oh, I do to help? What can I do to help me look good on the field instead of what can I do to help the team win? Yep. And the Baltimore Ravens, they all live by that. Like, yo, I'm gonna do my job so you can get your so you can get off and do your thing. Yeah. Because when the you defense. have somebody that's tunnel vision focused on getting a ring. And they know that nothing else matters but that ring, and that's the biggest picture. Nobody cares about looking good. Nobody cares. That's the reason why Lamar Jackson don't trip, don't care about his fucking stats. Everybody talking about his stats. Oh, well, how's he going to win MVP? And he didn't pass for 4,000 yards. Because this nigga don't care about his stats, bro. That nigga don't care about his stats. He cares about wins. What did we say last week? How do you justify a quarterback salary? By winning Super Bowls. Hmm. By winning games, right? By winning games. That's the reason why Aaron Rodgers... No matter how many fucking times he's – and I love Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knows he's my favorite fucking quarterback in the league until he retires, right? This is the reason why he can win four fucking five goddamn NFL MVPs while getting bounced in the playoffs. Because wins matter, and how you do it matters. <laughs> it's not just the numbers at the end of the day. If that was the case, Derek Carson had five MVPs right now because he's in past 4,000 yards literally every single year since he's been in the goddamn league. Yeah, like you gotta like you justify quarterbacks by W. By what Jameis do? Mm, I was just say what Jameis. 
Hey, you feel me? EWs, man. You better stop playing. EWs. That's how you justify a quarterback salary. Can he win you games? Yes. Can he win in the playoffs? Hopefully. Can he win you a championship? Eventually. That's how that works. That's how you can justify paying a dude a bunch of money. Yep. Um. Okay. Speaking of money. Uh, and hopefully my brother watches because I'm going to give him break down this Packer game that they should have lost. Um, this was a toughie. This was a toughie. Um, the Packers lost this game. You can't get into the red zone four times and kick field. And then and miss in this one. That's pretty sure. Right. You got to score a touchdown, especially against a team like the 40. You've got to score a touchdown. Um, they did everything that they were supposed to do, except put the ball in the end zone. Which is weird because that's what they did best on for the majority of the year. When they got in the red zone, they were scoring touchdowns. So shout out to that 49er defense for throwing the clamps on once they got inside that 20. And just holding on just long enough for that last drive to score the touchdown. Yada yada. And I hate leaving the games into the legs of I hate it. With a passion, I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm going to expand on that point after you're done. Uh, go ahead. Jump in, man. Go ahead. Um, so a few things from, from, from this game, right? I'm not going to take too long, but just a few things from this game. Number one, um, as a quarterback, everybody knows the Cardinal sin never throw across your fucking body, okay? So Jordan Love, we'll, we'll chalk that up as a young mistake, um, and we'll, we'll go ahead and move on. We'll correct it and move on from it. Um, as Mel said, you got to score when you're in the red zone, especially against a team like that. You can't leave any points on the board uh, or off the board um, with the team of that caliber. Uh, you have to score. You got to capitalize. Um, but to bring up this missed kick, right, because I know we're going to get into that later on with the Bills and the Chiefs game. To bring up this missed kick because everybody wants to start making excuses for kickers like they don't have one fucking job. Not, to I'm... kick the damn ball. Okay? Now, I understand the pressure. I understand the moment. All this shit like that, blah, 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 the weather, all this like that. I get it, right? I was a holder for a majority, for, for majority of my high school career and college, okay? I definitely understand the elements of which it takes to kick the fucking field goal. Trust me, I get it. But I'm also a fucking football player, dog, which means you have one fucking job, that job in which you do all day at practice. Y'all niggas do it all day at practice. I want to hear no fucking excuses about no, no. Y'all do it all fucking day at practice. Like, there ain't shit else y'all fucking do. Literally, there's nothing else y'all do. Matter of fact, y'all don't always all do it all day at practice. You motherfuckers do it all day during the goddamn game. On the sideline, before the game, even after the goddamn game, because you motherfuckers feel bad because you be fucking off kicks, okay? I'm not sitting here talking about the weather. I'm not sitting here. But when you go out here and you shaking kicks, after practicing that shit all fucking week and all goddamn day, no, I'm on your ass, bro. Because why? You had one job. Make the fucking kick and let's go to guy. Let's go home. Let's go home. Like Look, Kenny Smith said, let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. I get it. I, get it. I, say, I say I hate leaving it into their legs or whatever, but I also understand how hard it is to kick goddamn football. And absolutely. Their, I don't take nothing away from that because that shit is hard. To, to be on the other side to defend it. Um, it was conditions weren't the best. 
Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm not going to – kicking a football is hard. And kicking it, you know, on the sidelines into a net, kicking it during practice is totally different than kicking it's it. Completely different. When you've got 11 dudes flying at you and the snap – you know, the guy snapping the ball, got to snap the ball perfect. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different elements going on. So I just hate leaving it Definitely. into their hands as a quarterback. I mean, as a – Absolutely. For in for in-game situation. And to, I, to I, piggyback – I completely feel that, bro. And the only reason why I'm so strong feeling on that is because when I was in college, all I seen was my kicker's kick all fucking day, right? And mm-hmm. these niggas will go out there and shank every – I'm talking about, <laughs> bro, bro, dog, male, you would have had it. You would have probably fought them, fought them motherfuckers. As a player, coach, don't matter, bro. As a goddamn as a fan. Because they was going out there fucking off extra points, G. Like, well, you I'm get, talking yeah, about well, PATs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then you got to then that's a that's a serious problem. Field goals is different. You feel me? So like it, it it got to a point to where like we would literally start to recreate the situation just so these niggas wouldn't get tight buttholes and miss the goddamn kick, bro. And they would still go in the game and miss the game. Came to the point where we just started going for two. That's the reason why Loki have no sympathy for him. But at the same time, I definitely understand. No, I get you. I, I totally understand. And um, and Jordan Love also. Let me get to the end of the game throw that Jordan Love did. You got to understand situation, young fella. You got to understand. Cardinal rule. You never throw across the middle late. And even worse, you don't roll to your right and throw across to your left late. That's stupid. Come on. Come on, young guy. And, and, you, had a and you had a really good season. Really good season. And that was not like had you know, that's not how it should have ended, not like that. Um, but these are growing. This is first year as a starter, so these are growing um, moments for him. Um, but to get the Packers to the second round of the playoffs is something that nobody thought that he could do. So shout out to the Pack and you know that young team. That that team is only going to get better. That's the scary. It's point. only up from here. So they're the youngest team in the league. Yeah. And, um, you know, Brock Purdy, um, he got lucky a little bit. You know, there was a couple passes that should have been picked off and should have been interceptions that didn't turn into interceptions. Um, that's why we talk, you know, the type, you know, the thumbnail says, what if a lot of what ifs, if a couple of those passes were intercepted, we're looking at a totally different game. You know, field goals were made. We're looking at a totally different game because the 49ers did not play their best game. And if there was a time to beat the 49ers, that was the time. Because when they're clicking on all cylinders, the only team that I think can even handle them is in the AFC. So, um, I mean, you're absolutely right to speak on the 49ers a little bit. I know I'm, I'm always biased against the 49ers, but two things, okay? Number one, I did call them going to the Super Bowl and potentially winning the Super Bowl. It's, it's just it's on Kyle Shanahan. That's that's all I've been saying all season. Kyle Shanahan has to coach to win, not to lose, okay? Second, Brock Purdy. I understand that everybody wants to talk about Brock Purdy now. He's a game manager. Or, excuse me, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I can't believe say Brock Purdy. Uh, how he's a game manager, all the stuff like that right now. Understand something, guys, okay? Not every single fucking quarterback it's going to be a Tom Brady. It's going to be a Peyton Manning. It's going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Brett Favre. Because guess what? 
right? I don't know if you guys knew this, but those guys have had or have bad games too, okay? Those guys have came out and had stinker games to the point where, guess what? They got to rely on their fucking kicker at the end of the game to win. Adam Vinatieri, Tom Brady, like it, it, Peyton Manning. Like, there's a reason why the kickers are more than, more than likely, when you look at it, they're the leading scorers in the fucking franchises because they're relied on a lot. So we do, do have to give them They a do a lot score. of shit. That's why they I like They do a lot of shit, right? So that's why I say I understand. I get it. But sometimes I don't have sympathy. But look, check this mm-hmm. out. Everybody wants to weigh this bad game on Brock Purdy like quarterbacks don't have bad games. He didn't throw any interceptions. He didn't lose the ball at any point in time in the fucking game, right? It's just y'all didn't expect him to – or y'all didn't um, – Y'all didn't see him make the crazy throws that he is used to making. He had a good throw to no, Vito. That was no, a great he connection. Threw, no, he, he threw had a couple. That yeah, he had some really that, good. That, the first down he threw to keep the drive going on third. To keep and, the drive going, right? Like third and 16 when he threw it to, um, was it Ayuk or Jennings? One of them two. He, he, dropped, it, he dropped it over the linebacker head. Like, yeah, that's he a big time throw. Bro, and it's like a lot of people aren't talking about that, but they want to talk about the throws that he missed. I'm like, okay, well, y'all got to talk about the throws that he's made um, as well, right? Like, I get it. He didn't play his best game, but he played well enough for them to win, right? And another thing that we have to remember is he was the last pick of the draft. He was a rookie last year who didn't get a full uh, season to work with. He's actually He actually got to play a full season, and he was first literally in every single fucking passing category. Now, there's not much more that he can do or that he should be doing. He's literally doing everything he's supposed to be doing. Like I said, I get it. Everybody has a bad game. Everybody has a rough game, right? But as a team, nobody played well, right? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan didn't even fucking coach well in the game, right? So we got to start. No, we got to stop sitting up there trying to put all of this pressure on the quarterback. Like, it's all his fault and all. No, y'all, relax, no, okay? I'm a- we're gonna we're gonna he talk had, about that in a second. He had a because... pretty solid game. He didn't have a good a great game, right? But at the end of the day, he did his job and got his team the win, and that's really all we should be asking for. Now, right. coming up into this game, right? Because the Lions' run defense is 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 very very good. No, 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 no. Defenses. We're not there yet. Okay, my bad. No, no, no. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. My bad. I jumped the gun. My bad. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there because there's a lot of stuff that I wanna I wanna talk about about that specifically. So we're gonna get there. Um, but like I said, if there was a time to get the 49ers, that was the time to get. And the Packers didn't do it. Um move on to I just want everybody to leave Brock Purdy alone because although I'm a Niner hater, he's been he's literally beating all odds. Everybody like relax, okay? Give my boy time to fucking grow. Okay, y'all can't hate him one week and then love him the next week and then hate him. No, either you're gonna be on the side and ride with him and give him the confidence, or you're not, bro. Like, give right. the young quarterback time to grow and come and come into himself as a fucking quarterback. Yeah, because they wish he watched. We're gonna get to that in a second. Um, let's get to the to the Bucks and the Lions game. Now, this game, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad because the 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 point of this the. What made me mad in this game is what we're going to talk about later, um, about how we view quarterbacks and um, what they're responsible for and what they're not responsible for. So, with this game, let me pull this up real quick before I go crazy. Okay. Tampa should have won this game by at least 
14. There were two dropped interceptions by Tampa Bay defenders that would have stopped drop and stopped actually, the point. Actually, there were three, but keep going. Okay. Um, an interception that was dropped in the end zone, which ended up in a Lions field goal. That was three points. There was a couple other that I'm like, okay, let's tighten it up. Baker threw his two picks. I'm not taking that away from Baker. But the game was still in the balance. Baker scored quick, did everything he was supposed to do. Now, the defense. Defense. What you got to do? Stop the run. Stop the run. That's all you got to do. Come on. Tighten it up. Get the ball back to your offense. Let's see what happens. You know what the Tampa defense could not do? Play defense. That's what they couldn't do. There was no defense. They allowed the Detroit Lions to look like, was it, the 86, 49ers? Who won it? When did they win the Super Bowl? It wasn't 86. The Giants won it in 86. Whenever the fuck. Yeah, no, Giants won 86. Yeah. Whenever the fuck. When Jer- like, Jim- they made Jameer Gibbs look like the reincarnation of Barry Sanders. They kind of did. I'm not going to lie to you, dog. They couldn't stop Amawase Brown, which is, like I said, it's a, it's a hard task in itself. He's a talented wide receiver. Very but good. You, just, you allow Jared Goff to just continue to get off. And Baker was matching it every once in a while. And this is why I say, what is, did they lose because the quarterback didn't play well? Or did they nope. lose because the defense didn't hold up their end of the bar? I would say it was more on the defense than anything. And this is why, you know, when we're saying, oh, well, he's not a good quarterback because his record in the playoffs is this, that, the third. Okay, but you got to look at what happened, though. See, I can say that Aaron Rodgers played a bad game against the 49ers a couple years ago in the playoffs. True. Because the offense didn't score a single touchdown. Nope. You know what I mean? They lost none. I think they scored one. No, not didn't the, score at all. The, the 49ers didn't score a touchdown. Neither of them did. They didn't? I could have – okay. No, neither of them did. That game no, was the one Packers, special, the on Packers special teams. On special teams, right. Like, so I can look at that and be like, you know what? That's the Aaron Rodgers problem. He fucked that up. You know what I mean? When Tom Brady lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles, it wasn't that Tom Brady didn't show up. It's the defense didn't show up. Yep, we had 500 yards. You know what I'm saying? So when we're, we have these conversations, you can't say, oh, well, you know, Baker this and the, look at his playoff record. Mm-mm, don't do that. Don't do that. Wasn't his fault. Defense didn't show up. Defense didn't show up. And shout out to the Lions. Like I said, the same thing with the 49ers. Like this game, they should have lost this game. They hung around just enough to pull it out at the end. They did their, like I said, they did their job. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Because their defense didn't show up either. Absolutely not. Like, it did not. So, because the Tampa offense was moving the ball up and down the field, the problem is that the other offense was doing the exact same thing. And they were scoring. And they were scoring. So, that game got me upset. I was highly upset because I was hoping we can get Baker into the Super Bowl or something. 
think the only problem I had with that game. I don't think I don't think Tampa's letting Baker leave without a contract. What? The Vikings. Um, I'm not mad at that though. I think if they can get a running back, I wouldn't. I, I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against it. Y'all realize Baker? Y'all realize Mike? Mike Evans had a thousand like had like 12, 1,200 yards, twelve thirteen hundred yards this year with Baker, right? After everybody said he wouldn't. So y'all really gonna go ahead and give Baker Justin Jefferson? That's like that's why I, said I want everybody to think about whatever what 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 like think about it, guys. <laughs> y'all gonna give Baker Mayfield Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson. That's what I said. They get a running back. I'm with that. Like y'all gonna put Baker behind that offense for real? I'm, I'm, come on, guys. Let's let's really talk about this because then that's, the narrative behind Baker is gonna have to change. Like it was in Cleveland. Like I don't know if y'all want that. Yeah, like that'll be pretty scary. Like if they if they can get a running back, like a solid somebody they can hand the ball off to. And no, isn't what's the name there? Cam Akers is there. Mm-hmm. Sure is. And they got uh, Alexander Madison. I don't really like him too much. I really don't like him either. Honestly, I think they're probably going to hit the draft and get another running back. But yeah, that's who they just... that's who they decided to rock with, other than Dallas. Right. So if I would look, if they can. They can get a running back and put Baker with that offense. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at it. I just don't think Tampa gonna let him leave. Oh no, fuck no. Because if I, Tampa Tampa, to... I'm, if I was Tampa, I'm not letting Baker out the door. Like, <clears throat> not without a deal, at least. No, yeah, absolutely he's not. Gonna, no. He's gonna get at least a three year deal out of Tampa. At least, and he better, and he better, because what? Yeah, no, sit down, come get, get this pin. We we finna, we finna sign this deal, because yeah, well, well no. Because the defense can only get better, you know what I'm saying? That's not, that was my only problem was yeah. that they let they let the Lions command the game by running the ball. Like uh-huh. everybody knows, in in order to be successful in the playoffs, you got to be able to run the ball. Which is, so, which is crazy. And I'm gonna touch on that in a second. As soon as we get to the, after we get after we get through this last game with the um, Bills and uh, Chiefs, that um. Uh, glitching out on me. That um, the Tampa defense normally stops the run. Yeah, that was their. That was the, that's that's what was irritating me. That was their strength. So that's what was killing me. It's like y'all can't do the thing that y'all do well and stop the and their, run. And their DBs were and Antoine like, Winfield Jr. blew one. Oh. He had a, he had an easy pick and he undercut the ball like a dodo bird. I don't oh, know what man. he was looking at, but it was the easiest pick he could have. It would have been the easiest pick he ever got. Well, I mean, oh, their DBs were – oh, my God. Their DBs were literally selling all fucking game, bro. And they started off solid. That was the cool part about it. They started off solid. And then you lose the young guy. I think Dean is his name. Yeah. Um, Carlton Davis picks up a few they, horrible they, penalties. Because they uh, was picking on McCollum the rest of the game. Yeah, because he had to come in. He's a, he's, a, he's a younger guy than Dean, which is the true starter. But mm-hmm. it, he – had fucking back problems that he couldn't even fucking stand up. So it's like, that was my only thing, bro. Like, don't let them command the game by running the ball when your strength is to stop the run. That's and that's uh, the, but the thing about it. That's the messed up part that. about it is, like, because as a DB, you gotta, you gotta, you have to know how to track a football, dog. Like, because if you don't, it the stupid stuff like that happens. I don't like even that know game if it's about that, bro. It was just the game it, it was shouldn't just have been that close play. because. Because Jared Goff is making some bad decisions. 
it was just bad play. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was not – if they were, like, missing balls wide open in the air, then I'd be like, okay, y'all got to learn how to track. But it was just bad plays, bro, holding when you don't need to hold, eye violating when you don't need to eye violate, horrible footwork. Like, it was just – they were just – I was just like, missed tack missed tackles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, the amount of times that Jameer Gibbs and, and, and um, David Montgomery got to the outside – after breaking the tackle from the inside and then creating more, bro, it was it was it, they just played fucking horrible, absolutely horrible. They played so, that defense played a very poor game. That's that was my only problem, bro. Baker played well. Everybody, I needed. This is one thing I said during the game, right? As long as Baker can stay in that two minute drill mentality, he's unbeatable. He's literally unbeatable. Like I don't know if anybody's seen it, but right before halftime. Hold on, you muted. You muted. Uh, hold on. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's true. Like a lot of those penalties. But this, we had a conversation about that last week. About <sighs> they don't allow the DBs any, like they're handcuffing DBs because receivers. Or grabbing and pulling, but if a DB grabs and pulls, it's a penalty. And if you're gonna, you have to allow them both to fight on each side. Not say it has to be anything blatant, but allow the same freedoms that you're allowing the receivers to have, and that it's not allowing it. And so it's putting the DBs in very bad situations where you can't, you can't put your hands on them um, because it's. And then on top of it, they don't. When a receiver, like when a corner does, you know you know, tug and pull just to get a better position on the pass. They don't call it, which I don't mind, but just be consistent with the plays. They're not consistent with the plays and the flags that they're calling. They're just not consistent. So if I get, you know, if you let me rock with it in the first quarter, if I That's do true. it in the fourth quarter, then you're throwing a flag. Like you wasn't throwing it all game. Like don't throw it now. So that's my biggest issue with, you know, with the DBs and, just the freedoms that they're not allowed because it's stupid. It's dumb. I mean, um, it's and it. It's it's not that. And I seen the I seen the comment. It's not that they were necessarily panicking. It's just that their eyes were in the wrong. When your eye as a DB, when your eyes are in the wrong spot, and you can't properly get your eyes on a ball, like it, you know, what? That, like that matters, like. That that initial that your initial eyes at the, at the at the beginning of the play matters to how you're going to track a ball or how you're, or how you're going to make a play in the, the later game in the later the later parts of a play. Like your eyes have to be on point or you're going to get beat, and that's what happened a lot. Their eyes were fucked. They were dumb because this is what me and my me and my defensive court my defensive coordinator coach shout out to Coach Money. Me and him was talking yesterday. We were just talking football and. We were talking about DBs specifically and understanding that bad coaching is what creates bad DBs. Like we like they should tell you when you in zone to watch the quarterback, you should never watch the quarterback. There is never a point in time where you should watch the quarterback. You when you're in, reading the receivers and yeah. O-linemen, you shouldn't be Thank watching you. the quarterback. Like you like if you got twins to your side, you should know, OK, the inside guy nine times out of ten is coming to me if you're playing outside. And you're reading patterns when you're in zone. And then also what we said was it's easier to teach a man 
cornerback how to play zone than it is a zone zone. cornerback Mm -hmm. to play man. Mm -hmm. Because a zone cornerback isn't used to stress. Mm -hmm. Playing man is stressful. Very. So what happens is now that cornerback who's used to playing a typical cover three or cover two, like taking a Tampa two cornerback and then telling him, look, you got to lock up that outside. You, you, you lost him. He don't know what to do. And exactly. And you, would, you, would, you would think, you would think exactly. it would be easier, right? Right. You would think, you would think it'd be easier, right? Just telling somebody, Hey, you got him, follow him around all goddamn day. Right. You would think that's easy, right? For a lot of people. It's not. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of people cannot it's, do it. It's the reason why man corners, especially tall man corners that can run, are a really hot commodity because not everybody can do it. It's the reason why I got uh, for you. It's the reason why I got a full ride scholarship. Yep. Because then when you tell that man corner to play zone, his mentality is, "I got this area," but he's willing to pick up something that's coming across. Yeah, because it's the same thing, right? If you're telling zone. a man corner to play zone, all you're telling him is. If that man comes in your zone, he's yours. Oh, okay, man. That's all I got to do. That's simple. Right. And then taking that zone corner and telling him he has to man up, he's not used to it because his body is used to him telling him, I'd have to occupy this area. I have to occupy this person. area. I'm not going to be doing all of that moving and running around. I'm not going to be running a dig across the field. I'm not going to be running a post or, uh, or a slant across the field because – He's used to calling in. He's used to passing shit off, right? He's used to waiting and for waiting for things to come to him versus attacking and being the attacker and being the aggressor and changing the, the, the dynamic of a play based off of the beginning of a play, not, you know uh, not up to me at the middle or the end of a play. I'll clip this because this could be the first time I ever do this ever, and this will be the last time I ever do this. That's why Darrell Revis looked like shit when he went to Tampa. Because they asked him to do something he was totally uncomfortable. Now, normally, a man cornerback going to a zone-style defense works. But for whatever reason, he couldn't pick it up. He could not understand the zone coverages. But if you ask Which him, look. crazy because it was a simple tempo, too. It was simple. But if you tell him straight up, like, look, just take that guy over there. He can do that until he just, you know, he got older and he couldn't run no more. I mean, he was yeah, always he was always slow. But his age really fucked him over. Well, you know, tore that ACL, and then after that, it was it was wraps. Right, but you know, you we never they never asked Deion Sanders to play zone cover. Never. When they, if they was running the cover three, they was like the cover three is on that side. Deion, you play in man coverage on your side. Period. No, and that's it. Yeah, same thing with Nandi. When when Nandi left, and. They asked him to start playing a whole bunch of zone. Yeah. Well, he just couldn't do it. That just he not couldn't who do he is. it. He, it's not who he is. He it's, just, it, it's it's literally the same thing. All right. We we asked Nandi to lock down one side of the field. He said, "Bet." He goes to Philly, and they're asking him to change sides, and they're asking him to be in this zone and drop to this coverage. And if this guy comes in, and you go out. If that guy goes out, you go. He's that nigga. He heard that shit and said, "Bro, what did you just tell me?" That motherfucker ADD kicked in. Okay, it's like SpongeBob when when they forgot his name and everything in his brain and his not his brain burning. That's what happened to Namdi when y'all told him that. That's the same thing that happened to Revis. He said, "Wait, what?" In a Tampa two, I got a. And then when and then when okay, but so what happened when he trade? And then what happened in this front? Okay, what happened when he motioned? He said, "I got a blitz." But what happened if he could? So I got to jump back in the. Yeah, he lost his is, mind. 
this is to go back to me and Mula still going to have to have part two of our cornerback versus wide receiver conversation. But this is the difference between offense and defense. In defense, you want your guys to react. You don't want them thinking. Read when react. Once you start having them guys thinking too much, you lost them. Lost them. Lost them. They all fucked up. Once you get a defense overthinking, they're screwed. They're 100% screwed. It happens every time, bro. It's apparent. It happens every time. That's the thing. You don't want to think as a defense. You want to automatically know exactly, not only exactly what you're doing, where you're going, right? So if the, if the offensive coordinator of an offense has you thinking or has you second guess, even for a split second, you're beat. You're beat. You're beat. You're and that's the reason why I said during the Tampa game, them, the DBs not trusting their eyes and eye violating, that's the reason why they're getting beat on a lot of out routes and short routes and fades. Bro, because y'all, it's that split second to the where the DB doesn't trust his initial instinct and thinks, oh, shit, he's probably going to do something else. Oh, I'm probably going to get pumped or he's probably going to do this. So now I got to scramble and do all this. And boom, completion. Because yeah, I think it was the Tampa game. So I think it was the Tampa game, two nights that were on it, where they literally had twins to the right. They ran uh, outside guy, ran a, ran a slant, and then they ran a quick bubble from the slot to the outside. Yep. They were in man, yep. and they were in man coverage. And in man coverage, especially on the goal line, you don't follow nobody. They put twins on that side so that they could run a switch. What you're supposed to do, the outside guy in his mind, he should already know if that slot guy comes outside, I got him. I'm leaving mm-hmm. the slant to the inside guy. Mm-hmm. You pass it off because if you pass mm-hmm. it off like that, Guess what? Both routes are now covered because the quarterback can't throw the slant because the cornerback is already underneath it. He can't throw the mm-hmm. fade because the corner is looking dead at it. That's why you pass it off. You're going to understand something. Although that sounds like zone, it's just transitional it's man. man. Just You're reading the cover. Like, just communication between the slot and the outside. Look, if they, if they, if they run a smash route, I'm taking two you take one. That's how that goes. And it's 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 not difficult. It's very easy. Once, if especially if you guys are on the same page. The problem is Tampa defense was not on the same page. They allowed the touchdown, and that's what screwed them in the end. Like that. Um, and we expect more from a Todd Bowles defense because Todd Bowles is a defensive guy. So I don't understand that part. Um Playing man coverage is always switching, especially inside the 10-yard line. You switch everything. Um, or you pass everything. It's real simple. Um, now let's get to the game that ticked me off the most. That was the Bills and the Chiefs. This game irritated my soul so much, uh, mainly because I don't want to look at Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um Anymore, And it's not that I don't think they're a good football team. I just don't like the hype that comes along with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that was my thing. But um, this game was literally just a tale of the Bills didn't make plays. They didn't make them. And Stephon Diggs, for whatever reason, brother, it's not working in Buffalo. Um, I said it last week. Um, if y'all did lose, I'm okay with y'all losing as long as you 
decide to go back home to Maryland and play for Washington. I'm okay with that. Or if you want to be super ignorant, you can go play for the Ravens. Now, that would be sick. That would be cool. Um, play calling got tight. I don't think the play calling got tight. I just think dudes, um, the, uh, the Bills wide receivers didn't make plays. They didn't. Diggs should have caught the bomb um, in the fourth quarter. That would have put them inside the 20. He might have scored because the DB fell and he had the separation. All he had to do was just catch it, keep his balance, and then walk into the end zone. He just didn't do it. Um, ball went right through his hands. Um, I still don't think that they do enough in the um, in the running game with James Cook. I, you know, even though I'm looking at it now, he had 18 carries for 61 yards, but Josh Allen carried the ball 13 times. And, you know, a lot of that was scramble runs and stuff like that, but I don't believe your quarterback should be running him. This is totally different than Lamar Jackson um, because the Buffalo Bills have – the adequate weapons on the outside. I like Shakir. I like Diggs. I like the two tight ends, Knox and Kincaid. Um, I do believe, I think they lost Gabe Davis in like the first quarter. No, nah, Gabe Davis actually didn't play that whole game because uh, he, he got hurt last uh, the game. He got hurt last game, right. Um, they stopped the extra lineman in the game. Yeah, true. They did do that. <clears throat> um, But this is just a case of the Bills really – just not showing up again, honestly. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to quantify it as. You know, they're going to say that Josh Allen played a good game. But did he yeah. really play a good game? He ran the ball well, if that's what you want to say. want to say anything. He ran the ball well. But as a quarterback, his accuracy is still, still very suspect. He can make some. He can make a throw here and there every once in a while, where everybody says, "Oh, that's why he got drafted." But then he makes other throws where you're like, mm, "Why did he get drafted?" Um, they were dominating the field second half with extra linemen and didn't try in the second half. Uh, <clears throat> right? No, you're what? That's. But that's what I mean. Is it's like they don't lean. They can run the ball with their running backs, and they choose not to. And they're – I guess this is the let my quarterback be the superstar syndrome that's going around the NFL where you have – where people think in order for that quarterback to be considered elite, he has to throw for 8 billion yards and do all of the things um, that they think a quarterback is supposed to do. And we said it. Like, they won last week. Based literally just running the ball. I had a job. I'll get my GED real quick, but you know, I'm graduated. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to make, they're trying to make superstars instead of allowing the wins to create the superstar. All you had to do was beat Patrick Mahomes. It don't matter how you do it, just beat Patrick Mahomes. I said it last week. In the game. Like, just beat him and you'll get all the respect that you need. It's not about, oh, well, he threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns and ran for another 60 yards and had another two touchdowns. Don't do it. Just win the game, though. Just win the game. At the end of the day, win the game. That's all that matters. But they want to – they try to – they're trying to – they 
they're so hell bent on making the quarterback the reason why you won the game that they end up losing the game trying to do that. That's what Pete Carroll in the ass in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. All you got to do is get Marshawn Lynch the ball two more times. He scores a touchdown. Game's over. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. You know, but the thing in their bodies, they're like, oh, no, we got to, you know, Russ got to win MVP. And I think it's win the game. It's win the game. Know how I know it's true? Because people really think that Ben Roethlisberger is an elite quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger won two Super Bowls and has zero Super Bowl MVP. But they'll tell you Eli Manning is not a top 10 quarterback and he's got two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, some shit. Um, just, just having four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like they, they do, they, they try to make. That's why you know I said before about what about what the Pittsburgh Steelers teams have. The Buffalo Bills have a blueprint as well. They do. Now they had an elite quarterback though. But they had an elite wide receiver, an elite running back, and a very good defense. Also, also true. <clears throat> like, they made it work. And the Bills, like, Thurman Thomas was in the conversation as the best running back in the league with Barry Sanders. Uh, they say Tom has seven rings, not his stats. Yeah, they don't. I don't care about this. Tom Brady has only led the league in passing, I think, once. Like, Tom Brady throws the ball when he needs to, not because they want him to. Because even the Super Bowl, the last, the Super Bowl they won in Tampa, yeah, that was turned around and handed off to LeGarrette Blunt. Like, that's how they did that. But these, a lot of these teams, they fear. And I'm going to get to, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm, I have another thing that I'm going to get to where if you just follow the blueprints, you know, W's follow. Because, Moose, remember we had this conversation about how teams, like they said, this is a passing league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pass the ball. That's how you win the game. You got to have a league quarterback. Yeah, they sure since did. The beginning, since the beginning of the playoffs two weeks ago, that's the beginning. Um, every single team has rushed for over 100 yards, except for one. That was the Texans um, in their first game, but they won that game. But they outrushed their opponent. And every team that has won has outrushed the opposing team, except for two. But those were the two games that we figured, that we felt like those teams should have won. That would be the Packers against the 49ers and the Bills against the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, well, Kansas City, well, the Texans ran for 76 yards in the touchdown in the first round win two weeks ago. Outrushed the, the Browns. The Chiefs ran for 147 yards, and we don't never hear the Chiefs running for 100 and anything yards in any game. But they outran the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins were one of the best rushing teams in the league this year. 
the Packers ran for 143 yards and three touchdowns. Lions, 80 yards and two touchdowns. The Bills ran for 179 and a touchdown. The Bucks ran for 119. That was in week one of the playoffs. Last week, this is where it gets nutty. The Ravens ran for 229 and two touchdowns in a playoff game. The Packers outran or outgained the, the 49ers on the ground 136 to 111. But we all know yep. about the goofiness that happened in that game. They should have won that game. The Lions um, outgained the Bucks 119. Uh, I didn't write down, but it was close in the Bucks game. Two touchdowns. And then the Bills, these dummies, they ran for 182 yards, but the Chiefs ran for 146. And the field goals and doofiness that happened mm-hmm. in that game, they should have won that game. So basically what I've been trying to explain to everybody is this. If you run the ball and play tight defense, you're going to win the game. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So when teams tell – when they sit there and keep trying to tell you, oh, what well, is the passing league, it always and comes running down – How running backs aren't important and stuff, right? It always comes back to running the ball and playing defense. Hmm. It always comes okay. back to that. It always comes Sorry. back. Just wanted to make like, sure, but um, it can, like, passing the ball during the regular season is cute. It's cute, but we noticed that some of the best offenses in the league had running backs that was running the hell out the goddamn ball. Yep. Like, you always say you gotta, you gotta, you gotta run the ball. You gotta be able to run the ball in the playoffs. But um, just to I, just to kind of go back and touch on that, uh, touch on the Bucks game. Um, Todd Bowles, please step. Oh, in front. We, I'm not. Yeah, I, I totally. Because you was in, you had, you had dropped out, got your GED. I, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I had to uh, transition and stuff like that. But what, good sir? Why did you not call timeout? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was waiting on. See, because mm-hmm. had, you call timeout, they attempt a long field goal or they punt. You get the or ball back. Yep. You give your team a chance to go back down the field. Mm-hmm. And your offense mm-hmm. was humming. Hmm. Like you can't mm-hmm. take the you can't take that time out into next season with you. Like that's not how, that's not how that works. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying they they, they, they they this ain't singular. They don't roll over. Okay, so they don't roll over. Like, you said singular. You want see you're an old nigga too. You said singular. come on now. I, I I've been around the block a little bit. You feel me? Okay. Before yeah, T-Mobile roll over minutes, right? Yeah. Singular was T-Mobile before T-Mobile. Yeah, but we all know nothing about no singular man. You feel me? Before T-Mobile was out here with the pink, singular was out here with the orange man, and the little the little the little the little, little orange toy. You forget it, y'all. Y'all went outside, but look, um, yeah, um, you, you, you gotta call that timeout, bro. This is a playoff game. This is do or die. Like, like I, you let forty-one seconds take off that clock. Forty-one, bro. That's damn near a minute. Yeah. There's no possible way. I'm not even gonna lie Zero. to you. I'm not even. I wouldn't be surprised, right? If Todd Bowles doesn't make it through next season. Because he already came out last this this past season, I already said that he wanted to coach or be offensive coordinator for somebody else, which tells me he doesn't really want the, the the head coach job in, the, in in Tampa. And now you doing something as, as egregious as this, Todd, bro? Please, Todd, I need you I to mean, get your shit yeah. together, game, because that that was not good. That was no. not good. I'm sitting there like, call timeout, call timeout. No, I'm right time here out. with it, like, hey, hey, come on, come on, it's forty. Niggas is just gonna start handshaking and shit. I ought to sock somebody in the face <laughs> to get a ref timeout, bro. Something, bro. I'm stopping the clock. 
I'm gonna punch oh. somebody in the damn face so I can stop the clock. Hey, nigga, look at this it's, shit. It's fourth down and we got 35 seconds. What the fuck are we doing? Like, you know nah, what I should have did? I fucked up because I got the video and I should have did it, but I should have put LeBron's face or or put Baker Mayfield face on LeBron when Jr. forgot to call it when they didn't call a timeout when Jr. grabbed the rebound against the Warriors. Sorry, I should have did that. I still might that have been perfect. That'd have been perfect. Honestly, I, I feel like we should, we should because, bro, there's you got to call that timeout. I, I don't care. You got to. You got to give it. You got to give it. You have to give your offense another shot. Um, but Kansas City, back to Kansas City Bills. Um, Chiefs got lucky. They wide right is a Buffalo thing now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! For everybody, if you don't know, wide right, Giants, Bills in nineteen. Uh, what year was that? Wasn't eighty six? Was nah, it? I think it was the. I think it was the. It was after, after that. that. It was after yeah. that. Yeah, Scott Norwood kicked the shit out that motherfucker to the. He. He fucked that. He fucked that whole game up for the for the Bills. That's where it all started. Like. That's when the curse kicked off, bro. That's exactly when the curse kicked off, right there. Because after that, who they lost? I think they lost to. Did they play Washington the next year? They was lost it the Cowboys, to. Was no, it the Cowboys twice? The Cowboys and twice. And yep, and then Washington. The Cowboys twice and Washington. God damn, bro! The NFC East was in y'all ass, boy. There used to be, no, there, there was a. There used to be a time for everybody. Look. The champion was if it didn't come if it wasn't the 49ers, it was coming out of the NFC East. They was in the Bills ass, boy. God, are y'all sure the Patriots and the Jets and Miami are rivals? Cause y'all might hate the NFC East, boy. They didn't took about four of them Jones of them. Y'all god damn yeah. what? Oh, I would be upset, especially at the Cowboys. Yeah. Ah, nigga. They lost back to back to them bum ass man. I know <clears throat> Troy Angry was <laughs> never mind. Yeah. We're not gonna get into that. So, um, let's get to this NFL coaching carousel that's been um, spinning. It's been spinning. Um, Brian Callahan in Tennessee um, said he's going to be calling the offense over there. So, he's not so going to hire. excited to work with uh, Will Levis. Yep. So, he's not hiring an offensive coordinator. He's going he's gonna to handle all the offensive duties. I'm curious to see what happens with, Trav- with um, Derrick Henry, if he comes back or not. Same. Um, Dave Canales. And I think that's how you say his name. That uh, was interesting. It's taking the Panthers job. It's very. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and considering I didn't realize the things that he, you know, the quarterbacks he's been associated with. Yeah. So he did his thing um, this year with Baker. But also, Russell Wilson and uh, Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it, the two resurgence seasons he's he's basically responsible for with Geno Smith and Baker. Basically, so him going to now deal with Bryce Young, we can look for some better things from Young from the Young Young. Sound like Asian yeah. dude right now, Young Young. Young Young, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think uh, I think he's gonna have Bryce in a better spot. Um, he's definitely gonna look at some 
uh, receivers in the draft or possibly in the free agent to kind of pick up to get Bryce some help because I know that was their main problem last year or this past season. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Definitely, I didn't think that they were that this is where they were going to go. But, I mean, hey, more power to it, Yeah, man. I didn't. Shoot, I'm excited. But, I, but, we, but once again, see, this is why you this is why y'all come to us first. Don't go to the other places. Come here first. We always give it. We always tell you it's better what the NFL needs to do is hire these younger coaches. Stop doing the retread. The retreads, mm, not going to work. Get these young dudes. Let them start building. They have a different type of energy about them. They got to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, they can't get the experience if they don't get the experience. Guys, you got to start it somewhere, man. Um, then the surprise, um, Raheem Morris, Atlanta Falcons. That. That one, I'm not gonna lie to you. That one, that one kind of caught me off guard in Atlanta. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't know if it's official, but all everything that um is pointing to Raheem Morris will be the head coach of the Atlanta. Oh, no, it's it, it, it's it's official. It is oh, they official. Made it official. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're Raheem Morris, do you make that call to Cam? Because like, Cam said it's Atlanta or nobody. I yeah, I know. And honestly, I would. I would. I'd make the call, right? And if I can't get a draft in the in in if I can't get a QB in the draft this year, um probably just gonna rock with Ritter and Heineke and have them all three battle it out, which I know probably Cam's gonna end up coming up on top, but I think Cam in that offense is more explosive. Than either one of those other two options, and I think, well, I think Cam is the better option. That's number one. Number two, um, if you really want to set Atlanta off, you want Atlanta to, you want to create a home field advantage. Cam Newton as your quarterback with those young weapons, with Bijan Robinson, with Drake London, with Kyle Pitts, with um, Max Hollins, with that defense. You know, led by Jesse Bates. I think you can. Hey, remember when it, I know what it used to feel like when Michael Vick was there? Well, I mean, and just everybody, I want everybody to kind of rock with me with this, right? We've seen what Cam did with no weapons, right? We've seen what he did in Carolina with no weapons. We've seen what he did in New England with no weapons. We've seen what he did back in Carolina with no weapons, right? Uh-huh. He's always been successful or some way, shape, or form successful. I know everybody's going to try to build off his last season and how he went out his last season. But, again, who were the fucking Panthers? Who did they have? Absolutely fucking nobody. So let's not do that. Nobody. Right? Uh-huh. Imagine him, right, just being Cam, right, whether he can be game manager Cam or he can still be super Cam. Imagine him with Bijan, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, and – uh, resurgence of that defense if they can start bringing them some some better players at their defense because Jesse Bates has already started to command control oh, of that defense right Cornell Patterson they, like they got legit corners like they're corners and they got legit, legit corners like they're, they're corners like, Akuda and um and AJ Terrell I think right yeah yep they that so, defense I saw a great safety uh, that defense is very underrated right I think if they tighten up the D line and probably get some some better mm-hmm. run stuff and backers in there they they're gonna be formidable, I, right? I'm and so, you put Cam. I'm telling you, and I think if Cam is the quarterback, you might be able to get a free agent or two to come through. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, snacks and people. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just saying, I like don't don't weigh too much on what we've seen prior mm-hmm. from Cam with no weapons. 
Imagine this new resurgence camp with these young weapons and a new innovative coach in Raheem Morris. And you got and Cam sat out this year, so his body got the time to heal. Heal. So yep. you're gonna get He's a healthy up. camp. You're gonna get a motivated cam. Smarter cam, right? Smarter cam. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. I'll take that. I'll take it. Um, so with Raheem Morris taking the Falcons job, there has been a lot of scuttlebutt floating around. That um there's a possibility Andy Reid may be stepping down from Kansas City. Now I've heard this in, more times than I've liked to, and it's starting right. to scare me. Because and now and and I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I was like, but with all of that being said, um the possibility of Bill Belichick replacing Andy Reid in Kansas City is something that has been thrown around. And, you know, Ryan Clark was very adamant about how no one wants Bill Belichick because we don't know Bill Belichick. It hasn't been good without Tom Brady. And I'm like, that's cool, but most but most head coaches suck when you don't have the guy at quarterback, unless your name is Mike Thomas. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, most you, you can't win with a crappy quarterback unless you want to know what I kind of you want to know what I don't like, right? I don't really don't like the narrative that Bill Belichick, right? And I know I get it, right? Tom left, he won. You feel me? I get it, right? But people are trying to equate the Patriots' failures to Bill, right? And I get it. He is the head coach and the GM, right? So a lot of the draft picks are on him, right? Now. Um, it's no fault of his own and the kill Harry didn't work out, right? Like everybody thought he was supposed to, he was going to work out, right? Look, they still got Malik Cunningham in the back pocket, right? They right. What I hate the most when they, when they have these conversations is that, oh, well, you know, the quarterback, this, he missed on this. I was like, but all y'all were the same people in the draft that was talking Mac Jones was the second coming of Tom Brady. Now that he doesn't Paying out to be that. Now you're mad at dude. Now that you're mad at, at uh, Bill Belichick, right? Well, no, I mean, he the, he, yeah, I know he he brought the groceries and he couldn't cook with them. And I totally get it. I was like, but you don't know what any of these dudes are going to be when you draft them. You just cross your fingers and pray to God that it, that it pans out. Because Tom Brady got picked in the sixth round. How many quarterbacks got picked before Tom Brady? Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. Pick 199. That was Tom Brady. Y'all don't forget. The last pick. And Brock Purdy was Mr. Back. Irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. There was how many quarterbacks was picked before Patrick Mahomes, before Lamar Jackson. You don't know. You don't have, you have no idea how any of this is going to work. And you can't blame Bill for trying to essentially elevate people within his own staff, right? Like everybody wants to talk about the Matt Patricia hire for right. offensive coordinator. And, that's a, and bro, that's, that's a at the end of the day. That's, that's a whole other thing is where when Lamar was, when when the teams was looking to trade for Lamar, didn't nobody step up? Because what was everybody saying? Oh, well, Lamar can't do this. And he's not this. Well, he about to win his second MVP. 
hey, I remember a specific coach in Atlanta that sat there and said that he has nothing that they need, nothing that he has nothing to offer that they need. Right. This is a guy who literally has Desmond Ritter at their starting quarterback. This is a guy who just who lost his fucking job. Right. Rightfully. Because it wasn't Arthur Blank that said that. It was Arthur no, Smith was Arthur that Smith. said that. Right. So. Now, yeah. could you imagine Lamar in Atlanta with B. John mm. Robinson? Kyle Pitts. With Kyle Pitts. Patterson. Tyler Edgier. Drake London. Drake London. Damn. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. But we don't, mm. like, Bill, like I said, is, is he an acquired taste? Yes. But every coach isn't going to be, like, we've had these, we had this conversation last week. Every coaching style is different. Everybody is going to bring something different to the table. You just got to figure out if it's going to work for you. And Andy Reid wasn't Andy Reid when he was in Philly because y'all talk, everybody talks shit about him. How he yep. can't win the big game, how he can't do this, how he can't do that. His players, even that backsliding, goofy ass fucking Shady McCoy, was talking mm-hmm. crazy shit about Andy Reid. So was. And then where did he end up? Playing for Andy hmm. Reid in Kansas for City. Andy Reed. Got a and now game. he's, now he's caping Andy for him on, on TV. Hmm, ain't that some shit, right? So, come on. Like, Andy but, Reid, Andy Reid wasn't this bona fide Hall of Famer until he got to Kansas City and won. But all I'm saying is don't, don't put all your marbles in one jar because we got, because of what we've seen for the last 20 years with the Patriots, right? Like, of course, he's going to try to elevate his guys and put the guys that he's he's had on the coaching staff on to the point where if he does leave or he does decide to step down, he knows that they're in good hands, right? Obviously, that didn't work out, right? It did kind of sort of because now he got Gerard Mayo in there. We already know Gerard Mayo has been baking in Bill Belichick's oven for fucking years, okay? But allow him to grow, right? If you if he goes to Atlanta, first of all, I don't understand why you why you why you conducted 15 fucking interviews in the first goddamn place. 15 right. interviews that's, that's, it took to, to hire Raheem Morris. So he, like, it don't take that long. I ain't even gonna fucking lie to you. But nope. the reason why you give Bill Belichick another chance in this league to coach, right, and is because now he's he's had time to learn from his mistakes and he can go to another team to the point where it's a fresh new start and he doesn't have to feel like he needs to elevate the guys that he's had under him for years. He can go out and get who he wants and get who he vibes with and gets who and gets and get who at the end of the day they can work together. And now it's looking like a Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick was before, right? Even though Josh McDaniels is looking, of course, we already know how he looks right now. But we can't deny that that match with a Tom Brady looked amazing. So who's to say that that match with another quarterback was doing Tom Brady before Tom Brady got there? Come on now. I mean, like you got to have a good quarterback. Like is it really this, is unless you're Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna keep saying this literally because he's, he's the, about only, the only he's one. the only one. He's the only one we have evidence of who can continuously win and not have that guy at quarterback. Like I'm, I'm just saying. Like I, I definitely feel like Bill deserves a job in this league, bro. Like you have to be able to. You but have to is, give somebody of that caliber another job. Like, but this is where I, I just was going to wear my Washington jersey and hat today. If you're Washington, I know you had Eric B. Enemy in the fold. He's actually interviewing for the head coaching job now. Do you tell Eric B. Enemy, look, 
you're probably not going to get a head coaching job because everybody's still holding against you all the dumb shit. Mm -hmm. But stay here. Stay here. We'll draft Caleb Williams. Put all this stuff together. But we bring in Bill Belichick. You run the offense. Bill's going to run the defense. He's going to be the head coach. You can continue. You can learn for another couple years. You learned under Ron Rivera last year. You can pick Bill's brain this year. And when Bill's ready to go, we'll slide you right on in. Mm -hmm. I mean, because now you got a new ownership group, right? You got Magic Johnson in there. Magic Johnson definitely believes in second chances and third chances and all stuff like that. So, um, like, that's not – honestly, that's not a bad idea. And, like, the thing about it is a lot of people are missing is they're – a lot of people are going, they're going to wait until Eric Bieniemy gets in. I keep saying this because it's going to happen. And when it happens, I want everybody to come back to the show and like this motherfucking video. Okay. When it happens, when Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching job, they're going to wait until that job is finalized to start bringing up all of his past shit. And then they're going to try to railroad him out of the league and blah, stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. I think and I'm on the same page as Mel. I think if he gets under that Bill Belichick, kind of moniker because he's had Andy Reid, right? He's had Ron Rivera, right? He's had two of the most respected guys in the league, right? As far as head coaches. You get that third guy in Bill Belichick under your under your belt and under that and on that resume. Now people look they they, they can't at that point they can't deny you a job. You know? Right. Like there's just too much weight on that zone to for for somebody to deny you work of that and, caliber. So and I think but I think it'll make sense because he's a, he's already proven that his offense can be his offense because we saw what Sam Howell did. We saw what Jacoby Brissett looked like when he took over for Howell. Like we've seen it. Now you got all these young weapons. That team is ready to win. Mm -hmm. You need a guy to come in and stabilize the defense. That can be Bill. Quarterback away. We've been saying it now, all year. They quarterback away. They got the second pick in the draft. Okay. Now, if the Bears are going to do what I think they're going to do and keep Justin Fields, draft Marvin Harrison Jr., that means Caleb Williams drops to number two. True. Now, I am not a Caleb Williams guy. That is not who I would take if I was Washington. But because everybody, under they're, they're making the big deal about what Caleb Williams is and who he is and what he can do, and he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Who turned Patrick Mahomes into the dude that he is? The guy in Washington. There you go. So you drive Caleb Williams, you put him in this offense, you turn his ass loose. With those weapons? Now, yeah, you do. Absolutely. And now you, you see what and now you see what happens. All right. Now, I'm you know, I'm still I'm mad that everybody's putting all this weight into Jaden Daniels now. Oh, he's the second best quarterback. Don't do that, because I need the Raiders to draft. Don't do that. I need y'all to keep I need y'all to keep I got, liking Drake May. I got thoughts on my Raiders and who that what quarterback they should take, and nobody's gonna like it. And guess what? I really don't give a fuck. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but we'll get into that another time because this ain't a draft show. It's not a draft show. Um, and then Harbar, like we predicted, like everybody pretty much was saying, he went to the Chargers. Um, that's gonna be scary. Um, I don't scary. think it's gonna work, dog. You don't think so? Why not? Nope. And here's why. I don't think it's it, it has nothing to do with Jim Harbaugh's coaching ability. It has nothing to do with 
You just going with the, the charge. You just going with the charges. No, nah, bro. Look, look, you, li, li, listen, listen, because it's it's it actually plays into who Jim Harbaugh actually is, bro, and who he's used to coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me something. Past few years, how uh, what? Where has Justin Herbert finished in passing? At least in top five. At least in top five, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, um. <clears throat> We all know that Jim Harbaugh is this hard nosed. He's gonna condense you, right? Run the ball, type shit, right? Just like he did, just like he did with the Niners, right? <clears throat> Isn't there another quarterback that went to Michigan in draft right now? I think his name is JJ McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. And then, um, are both of his running backs actually coming out this year too from Michigan? Yes. Oh, okay, for sure. So, um, and this is just me speculating. Right? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, right? Um, we all know that Jim Harbaugh has no problem with shaking the room and getting his guys in there. Um, no, I told so. What, what, what did I say a couple weeks ago? I said, look, I said, if you're going to get, if you're going to bring in a new coach like Jim Harbaugh, I said it with, the, I said it with the Bears, but I even said it with, I even said it with San Diego. Mm-hmm. You can get Come a on. king's ransom. You can get a king's ransom for Justin Herbert. Come on. Come on. Like because you about to finish where I'm going. You about to finish yeah. where I'm going. Like, you might as well you, go ahead and you might as well go ahead and drive it home. Yeah, no, you strip it down to this bare bones. You go get JJ McCarthy. You can draft. I think he shit, he might be able to get both Blake Corm and Edward yeah. in the draft. Come on. Come on. Then <laughs> You bring in, you got the, I mean, you can bring it, and we know what he can do is he can build the team. He can build it. And, you know, Harbaugh, if you build it, he will come. From coming off of Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, and even probably Keenan Allen for a shit ton of boatload of picks and or players to build this team the way he fucking wants to. Because we all know he's he's not a guy who wants to pass the ball down the field all the fucking time. That's who Justin Herbert is, right? He's gonna he's gonna be look at him and be like, "Yeah, I I I like you." No, but I think, I, kid, but I, I like you. But, but I think he can. I think he guy. Can, I think he could keep. I think you can keep Herbert because you can run pretty much what he did at Oregon. That was a run based offense. I don't think Herbert's gonna want to stay there though. I don't think Herbert's gonna okay. want to be gonna want to be con- gonna, gonna want to be confined to that kind of offense. I think he's I think he wants to spread his wings and show everybody the type of kid or the type of arm talent he actually has. Everybody is he's already been renowned as one of the best passers in here's the league. Question. Everybody's been saying here's it. A, here's right? a question. This is a question. This now ask me this. Would you do this? I know these two teams would never do it, but I think they both could benefit from doing it. Because I think this quarterback is a he's a hardball type of guy. Because I don't know if he's gonna be able to get JJ. But if you called the 49ers and said, yo, straight up. Well, I don't think you can do it straight up because I think Herbert's contract is a little is way too much. But if you can get Brandon Ayu and Brock Purdy for Justin Herbert and a draft pick, would you do it? You know he would fucking do it in an instant, bro. You know he would do it in an instant, dog. He would do it in an instant because that's a part. Those are two perfect players for his offer the offense that he wants to run. That's why I said those two. So he would do it. I know he would do it in an instant. I would do it. I would do it. I would. Right. Right. 
I would, right? Because now I'm probably going to get back some picks or probably some other some other players for those two guys, right? Probably a shit ton of picks. I don't even want to fucking lie to you, right? And now as I can go out, I can get some receivers and, you know. Because yeah, is a Herbar, he's a Harbaugh type of guy. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a, you know, underdog, not the best, but I can I can get what I want out of him. Yeah, hard nose, you know, into Iowa, listens very well, right? Technical. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I would not, I, I, I would do it. But that's the reason why I say I'm not, and it's, I'm not saying it's not going to work with Jim Harbaugh being in the Chargers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that relationship dynamic between him and Herbert, I don't think it's going to work. I've, I've already called it. I think Herbert's going to probably going to be out of there by next, by next summer. And Eckler's probably going to be gone by next summer. If not this offseason, if they don't yeah, try don't to make think, some kind of think, crazy moves. I don't, think, I don't think they keep Austin Eckler. I, I don't think. I just think that that team is going to look very, very different maybe, come 2025. Well, no, because he's not going. They're not, they're not going to want to pay Austin Eckler the amount of money he wants. He's going to want to get paid. They're not. And honestly, even he's not though, working anymore. Even though he fits the mold of a Harbaugh running back, the Mike Hart, the you know Blake Corums, like he fits the little short, stubby, hard nose in between the tackle type running back. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're going to pay him that amount of money to do those things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But I'm a, hey, I'm here for it. Like I'm for him to come in there and be like, you know what, fuck everybody, I'm going to change this bitch up. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at because you. I'm betting like, shit, bro. Herbert gone, Eckler gone, Keenan Allen gone. I'm going to stick with Mike Williams. He's probably going to get some young young guys in the draft. And I'm like this, rock, bro. If I'm him. I'm, look, and this is just Mel. See, I'm, now I'm putting on my fan hat. I'm gonna take my real, my real nigga hat on. Put my fan hat on. Uh, I'm calling Washington. I'm like, give me that second pick. I'll give you Justin Herbert. Right now. Right now. Right now. Second pick for Justin no. Herbert. What you need? No, no, no. Washington got the yeah. Washington got the second pick. Yeah, they got the second pick. Second pick for Justin Herbert. What you trying to do? What you trying to do? You feel me? Because that's crazy. You put Herbert with that offense, you get. I think she Those two running backs, those she those weapons, reach for that defense a little bit. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Fucking. Yeah. There's Eric a lot Bien-Aimé of stuff. Every enemy cheers on itself for that. Man. And this, this is the reason why I've been saying it, right? Because, and like I said, I'm not saying it's not going to work with Jim Harbaugh in, 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 in LA. All I'm saying is that don't expect because that relationship what, between that, Herbert and Harbaugh. To be because, to be there for long, okay? Because even with that, <laughs> even with that, let's say you get the second pick, you don't need that second pick. Now mm-hmm. you ransom that pick for a bunch of other picks, and mm-hmm. you drop down in the draft, and then you start stockpiling dude. Yeah, I mean, because we know I, JJ's gonna fall. Because you know JJ's right. gonna fall. He knows JJ's gonna fall, right? So he can mm-hmm. literally stockpile a whole bunch of picks, grab JJ, grab Blake, probably grab one of those fucking dope ass tackles that they got in the, that that's coming out of Michigan mm-hmm. as well. Right, and he can literally recreate his whole. He can be like the Philadelphia Eagles and recreate the whole Michigan team. But you feel me? Okay. I'm not like, mad at it. I'm not. I'm not mad. I've been calling it since I heard the news, and I promise you, if it's not happening this summer, by next summer, watch it. That whole dynamic of that team is going to change. Promise you, and it's going to start. I'm with not mad at it at all. To be honest with you, I'm not. That's. There's a lot of shit he could do, though. That's who he, he could do so much. It's a lot he can do. It's a lot. I'm not. Hey, you know, we don't know. You know how we do. We start talking, mm-hmm. and then things start to percolating, and then 
Everybody got to come back here and be like, you know what? Y'all was right. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Because we can just, just know. If y'all heard it, if y'all hear it from anybody else, just know. Yeah. We just know where y'all heard it from first. You feel me? Right. And, um, okay. What else did I get? Did I miss anything? Harbor? No. That's Those are all the quarterback, the coaching stuff that I want to get, I want to touch on. Um, okay. Let's touch on this con- these conference championship games and give our picks. Um. Let's start with the we'll start with the Ravens and the Chiefs because I'm I'm have a long soliloquy about the 49er game. It's my Stephen A. Smith word. I like that word oh. too. I ain't gonna lie to you. I like that word too. <laughs> um, should everything go the way that it should go? This game should not be that close. Yeah, everybody's expecting the, the 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 Ravens to not blow the Chiefs out, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I gotta, I'm, I, I gotta blow. I'm not gonna lie. This matchup is not very well for them. It does not. It doesn't vote very well for the Kansas City Chiefs. And um, if everything, if that defense shows up and do what I think that defense is gonna do, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna get ugly fast. Like very fast, real, real fast. Um, cause I think that I'm still waiting cause Odell still owes me a Super Bowl MVP. So I'm still waiting for that Odell game where Odell just, you know, he gives us that glimpse of old Odell. Which I'd rather it come. Yeah. I hope it comes in the Super Bowl, but, um, you know, we're going to get some, we're going to get some Lamar magic. That running game is going to get to going. It's going to get, it's going to get tough. They're gonna stress out that Kansas City defense. That Kansas City defense, that's a that's a high level defense. I'm not taking nothing away from them. That's that's but the I, high point of their team. I just think they're gonna get overwhelmed. They're gonna get overwhelmed. Well, they they don't they don't match up. They don't match up well in this game. I'm not even gonna lie to you. In all th- in all three levels, you can call two levels. In all three levels, in all three in all facets of the game, they don't match up well. Okay, and I get it. They got Pacheco right, but he's been kind of banged up here and there going through it. So. I definitely see the Ravens coming out, stopping the run. They have no legit, no threat at receiver, bro. I'm sorry, but the Ravens just do not fear Travis Kelsey like everybody else used to. He's clearly lost his step. And um, it's it's a matchup nightmare. I'm sorry, it's a matchup nightmare. I get it, but it's not going to be pretty. I really don't see this game being being close, being pretty at all. And the Ravens can do two things very well against, like they can get pressure with four if they need to. And if they send that blitz, I don't know if Kansas City can hold up because there's too much speed coming off those edges for the on the Ravens defense. It's too much speed. The linebackers are fast. The corners are fast. Like they all coming, all of them. So it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. They're going to have to really work to win this game, Kansas City. You're going to have to really work or pray that the offense has a very bad day. I mean, even if the offense has a very fucking bad day, if Ravens come out and stop the run from Kansas City, I'm sorry. Even if Marlon Humphreys isn't 100, percent bro, there's no receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs that's going to pose any way, shape, or form of a threat. Yeah, so I just going, don't see it. It's going like, to be tough. That's why I just—it's just tough. Like you're dealing, and even like the thing, what makes it so hard is that even if you play solid defense against the Ravens, you got to deal with Lamar's legs. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. 
Like, do you take a man out of coverage to spy Lamar? That's another problem. Because Mark you know Andrews I mean? is playing this week. And he is, he is yeah. And so now you got to deal with him and Isaiah Likely. And Isaiah Likely. It gets bad. Like, it gets – look. This I, is a matchup nightmare. Yeah, it's not, a matchup nightmare, though. It's, it's just, a matchup it's, nightmare. Like, the Ravens can run the ball better. They can pass the ball better. They're better on defense. Like uh, – this is legit a massive nightmare, bro. If Travis yeah. Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes ain't on they Obi-Wan, Luke, Luke Skywalker shit, where they just in sync and he going to – like, it's not – it's is, not. But this is where I think it gets dicey for most teams, and I don't think other teams have the ability to do this, is that the Ravens can take Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, and tell him, look, you got Kelsey man up. Oh, you mean, you mean what they did? Um, with the Niners, and that's the reason why Brock Purdy threw four picks. Yeah, because Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton can he can play? He's big, so he's he can and he's fast, so he can mm-hmm. run with these tight ends, and he can take them one on one, make and make those throws tough. And then when you do that, and then you play in coverage everywhere else, you're relying on Marquez Valdez camp. You're relying on. Um, rights. You're relying on these on these young kids or unproven dudes to make all the plays. But the Ravens got a bunch of dudes in the secondary that can handle all of that. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get to the bottom of this, man. Let's go ahead and get to the bottom of this. Let's call this what it really is, bro. This is the people versus the Swifties, okay? And at this moment, <laughs> where it presently stands, wait a minute, did we do this? People can't let the Swifties win, bro. Can't let the Swifties Swifties win, bro. Okay. There's a there, there is a there is literally a wave on all forms and levels of social media. People are calling for Lamar Jackson and Ravens to end the Swifties era. Okay. I'm talking about players, teams. Okay, motherfuckers who fans who who don't even like the Ravens or Lamar Jackson. Okay, they are coming out with videos on TikTok. Okay, I've seen a whole three montages of people coming out saying, "Lamar, it is on you." Okay, it's on you and the Ravens to end and save us from this curse that is Taylor Swift. Okay, now I honestly don't think there's any motherfucking problem. Look, Taylor Swift can't over she can't overshine the Super Bowl that Usher is about to put on. Is that what everybody's worried about? The Swifties taking over the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think we'll, I think we'll be in good faith, bro. I think Lamar. Well, I think I think Lamar got it. it like I said, no, it's matching nightmare. No. I don't see. I don't see anything. I don't, I don't see any way look, the Chiefs can win this game. We. I said it. We said it before. Even I told that to told you. I said, look. I said whoever was going to win the Texans Ravens game, that was my pick to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not changing that. I always. I said beginning of the season. That the Ravens and the 49ers were headed on a collision course in the Super Bowl. And we are one game away from that. Yeah. So here we are. And with the Lions now, with the Lions 49ers game, I'm gonna get to this. Now I told y'all we was talk, I was watching Speak and these dummies. They need to yep. change the name of that show. Fucking stupid. Speak. Because they speak gibberish. Um they were asking who has more pressure on them to win this game. The offense with Brock Purdy or the defense. And 
the reasons, like when they give you the reasons, then it, it, it should make it should make sense. Like, oh no, it's the defense got more pressure. They're gonna win this game if the defense do what the defense do, not Brock Purdy. But they're gonna tell you, oh no, it's Brock Purdy. He's got to go out and he's got to win the game. Well, he can't win the game if the defense don't do their job. Well, I mean, yeah. if Brock Purdy, let's say the 49ers go out and drop seven on the line. But the 49er defense give up 71. Is that Brock Purdy's fault? That would be the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the like, greatest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, that's not like if the strength of the Detroit Lions is their offense. And the strength of the 49ers is the defense. Then the defense has to show up because we don't think that the strength of the Lions is their defense. Nope. No, they got Aiden Hutchinson. They got some guys over there. Yeah, they got some. Yeah, they got definitely got some guys over there. I like they. I like they, their backers. Their, their their front seven is pretty solid. But if we're gonna say what makes the Detroit Lions, if we're gonna say it's that off. Yep. It's Jared Absolutely. Goff. It's the running game. It's you know Amwan St. Brown in the passing game. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's what they're gonna lean on. Because we're going to assume that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are gonna figure out what to do on offense to make them to make things happen, to get the mismatches that they want, to get Christian McCaffrey the ball, to get Ayuk the ball, to get Kittle the ball. We'll find out about Debo Samuels if he's gonna play or not. Yeah. But we're gonna we, we figure that's gonna work. But it's up to that defense and Kurt and Fred Warner to stop the running game of the Detroit Lions. Because if they don't, Eminem is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. Eminem is going to be in the goddamn end zone eating mom's spaghetti if y'all don't win this damn game. You understand me? They're going to look at Usher like, yo, so how about you You want to split that? Like, we want, because M called and said he wanted to perform too. Um, oh, shit. That would be the funniest thing ever, I swear. I swear that would be the greatest. That's the reason why I need Detroit to win. I'm not even gonna lie to you. This is why I need Detroit to win. This is why I've been on Detroit's side for the longest, bro. All season. I need it. I need it. Okay. Mom's spaghetti, the restaurant finna go start for sales, finna be out the room. Oh no, they done. Okay? Like if, they, if Detroit makes it to the Super Bowl, mom's spaghetti is literally they might have I've never seen a mom's spaghetti commercial, but I bet you this, but I know what oh, I'm gonna, I know. There's gonna be at least two during the Super Bowl. Man, little Cedar is gonna be sold out. You ain't gonna be able to get no pizzas. Okay. Eminem is gonna drop a new diss track just in every rapper in the game. Every right. <laughs> now, the only way this could get nuttier, the only way, and I don't want this to happen, is if we have Taylor Swift and Eminem at this. That shit would be disgusting. Yeah, I don't want that though. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to see two insanely dope offenses in the 49ers and the Ravens. Two insanely ill defenses, the 49ers and the Ravens. For four quarters, play chess. I can understand that. I just don't want to see the Niners in the Super Bowl. So I'm, I, I know you don't want to see it. I know. I know. I want to see the Lions, man. I'm going with the end of man Campbell. You know what I'm saying? Dan Gamble is what they're calling. 
Dan the man. I gotta give it Dan the man. I gotta give it to Dan the man. I I, I just want to see this for Detroit. I ain't even gonna lie to you. The lean game finna start going crazy. Motherfuckers finna be eating spaghetti and pizza for about yeah. seven about well, goddamn months. But Monty called it the Gator Bowl. He said, because everybody from Detroit going to show up in them pink gators. Oh, my gosh, man. D12 going to make it a resurgence. I don't know. It's going to be lit in Detroit. You feel me? Could you imagine? Shit. Look, Big Sean, all of them, they going to be there. <laughs> you mean? You Come on, dog. And, and I, I ain't even going to lie to you. This is the thing, bro. I ain't even going to lie to y'all, bro. Like, NFL, y'all really fumbled the bag on this promo game. Like, how do you not have Big Sean and E40 going head-to-head on some, you feel me, Detroit, San Francisco, be, Detroit Bay. Come on, bro. Like, how y'all fumble the bag on this yeah. promo? I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Like, what? even that. E40 and Eminem, like, y'all y'all got to – how y'all fumble the bag on that promo, man? Come on, bro. We we, we can't be doing this. This is time. Time is money. We need this. Do- we need these dollars, okay? Yeah. That's a billion-dollar market advertisement that is. right there. We and they would do it for free, too. E40. Come on, bro. They Come do on, it for dog. free. Come on, dog. Can't believe yeah. it. They got mom spaghetti commercials and, and carne asada tacos in the goddamn background for the bag. Like, what are we doing here? Y'all fumble the bag. Y'all fumble the bag. Put me on payroll. I got you. Right. I, that's, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Um, so, you're going, you're going lying. Dan the man gamble, man. Right, I'm going 49ers. So we 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 gonna we gonna find out who wins this game based on that. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Um because when is the game? The games and who's playing on what three? day? Three. Um I know the Ravens game's at 12. The Raven game is Saturday. No, they both on Sunday. Yeah, they both are on Sunday. Yeah, yeah so 12 and then 3:30. Okay, so we'll find on Monday. We will find out. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, we might have to do a, a an impromptu live on Tuesday. We have to, we've, been, we we've, been have say, to. we've been we've been saying it, but we got to do it. We got to figure out. We got to do it. Yeah, we might have to get my boy DJ uh, DJ in the, uh, on the show too that day, man. Have us have him come drop some gems on. We have to do. I you know what we're gonna say it right now. We're gonna do a Super Bowl preview show. We're gonna figure out how we can make that happen. We 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 gonna get to cooking in the backstage, man. We gonna get our Bobby Flay on, you know what I mean, and uh, see what we got going on. Yeah. Um. So once again, you know, we still waiting on our brother to return. He's on, you know, GQ is on his way. He's coming. Um, oh, the GQ train is actually on the way. It's left the. Uh, it's officially left the station, and right. he'll be here in the next few stops. Right. So we we we're gonna. Well, it's a nice little build up. I'm. Actually, I got to talk to him back, you know, backstage and uh, see when he's coming back to Gentleman's Talk. I, I want to be there when he, when he makes his triumphant return. And then especially had a few pop ups throughout the week, this these past few weeks. But, you know, what I'm saying it's, so, all good. it's not a permanent thing yet. But, um, yeah, we're here. Yeah, um, you know what it is, man. It's a, been a football Friday. Um, don't think we got some things lined up, too, for. When football season is over, we're still going to keep this train going. Um, a lot of football content, a lot of things. Um, just, oh, I did um, a trademark lookup on that thing that we was talking about. 
we might have yeah. to just change their name a little bit. Okay. But most definitely, we're definitely going to do that. Um, so okay. That's going to be a big thing in the off season of football. We're going to continue our football conversations, but we're going to take it a little, a, a different route, another way. And don't forget, football is never over because we get we do got the UFL in the spring league coming up. So we still will be getting some league. really good football content. Um, we got the um the seven on seven flag league as well that we're mm-hmm. going to get into. Um, so football we got football twelve months out of the year now. Literally all year long. Okay, yep. we ain't gonna never the be draft, without football. Free, you know, we got the draft. We got mini camps. We got all that. We got we we here. We here. We here. Um, so. Another dope-ass show. Been a football Friday. Any last words before we run up out of here, Mo? Um, just want to say uh, appreciate y'all for sliding through. I did see we got a few extra new uh, subscribers, so shout-out to y'all for that. Um, every single, mm-hmm. you know, person, every single comment, like, um, it's, uh, you know, it's needed, it's necessary, so we appreciate y'all for that. Keep, keep showing the love. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, um, basket to basket. You know what I'm saying? We've got a crazy show for y'all. Um, we'll be talking about some with, uh, the recent news that's going on in the NBA. Um, like I said, we're going to do an impromptu live probably on Tuesday, so look out for that. Um, Wednesday, of course, Gentleman's Talk, and we're going to welcome in our new guest or our new permanent uh, co-host, Rod. Uh, so shout out to my boy, Rod. Shout out to DJ Michael B and GQ uh, for uh, incorporating somebody new onto this show. Um, Thursday, PBT, and then y'all know what it is. We back here on Friday. Back here on Friday. All right. That, and that's how we're going to end it. Um I'm waiting. I'm I'm anticipating um, GQ coming back. Uh, you know, the show is always the show, but the show is the best version of the show when the squad is all in the building. So with all of that being said, thanks to all the new subscribers. Keep listening on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to, YouTube, wherever you're watching. Hit the TikTok, hit the Instagram, Moolages in Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. But we did follow us, tweet us, oh, and give us some questions. I like arguing with people too. So yeah, this is yeah. a yeah. questions, man. In the TikToks, on Twitter, whatever. Drop some questions, man. We'll put them up on the screen. We'll bring them up on the show. And uh, don't be scared to get the if you want to be a guest either. We uh we encourage all guests. Oh yeah, and we're looking for guests too. That's another thing. It was, it was something that we definitely want to start implementing um, moving forward. We want to have more guests. We love you know we know we. You know, we are what we are, but we are nothing without you guys. So to give you guys some love and stuff like that, come on the show. Give your opinions. Argue with us for a little bit. You know, it is what it is. We, we enjoy it. We embrace the debate. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So till next week. Yeah, come on. Push your button. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button.